Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? It's a great day. I'm I'm going to I'm going to take exception with a basketball reference nickname again. This is this um, is your thing. I, I you have to find the the nickname that. Yeah. So we are talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? So there is only thirty four thirty thirty previews in over thirty days, uh, which hopefully you uh, all are enjoying so far. Um, and Minnesota Timberwolves, Tyler. I think you're excited about this team for some reason. There's only one acceptable nickname for Carl Anthony Towns, so that's his cat daddy. Um, so that's the second cat is the second nickname on his basketball reference page. It's, it's do you want to take a guess cat at daddy. Do you want to take a guess at the 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 lead off nickname like it's the one people should actually use? Uh, hot Carl. It's, it is a it is a cereal. Ooh, hot, hot Carl is not a cereal. Carl uh, is not a cereal. Oh well, then the, the uh, special K then. Yeah, but it, no cereal. one calls him that. I've never heard that. No, he doesn't have a sponsorship with uh, Kellogg's, does he? I don't think so. So I'm not sure why this says special K. I'm just trying to figure it out. This man from Basketball Reference needs to to answer my messages so I can figure out all all my life's problems. I'm gonna get the nickname guy from Basketball Reference on this show. I promise. By the end of the year, that is a guarantee for all you listeners out there. Uh, let's recap the Minnesota Timberwolves off season. Uh, kind of weird. They like lost a lot of players gained a handful of players and basically looked the same. It's it's very very strange, but uh uh our old friend Lou Aldang left to become a free agent. Taj Gibson uh for some reason the Knicks signed him. Uh Tyce Jones, Derek Rose, uh, all the all the old Chicago Bulls greats left this team. Dario Saric also uh left the team and they replaced these guys with Jordan Bell from Golden State and of note I would say Noah Vonley is sometimes relevant. Uh, Shabazz Napier is probably not going to be uh, very relevant. And, and uh, Jarrett Culver is their rookie that they took in the first round. So kind of a so you want to talk about a, you want to talk about a not fantasy relevant thing, but something that's probably a real thing. Um, Shabazz Napier is going to play. I mean, they don't have any other point guard. Um, we've seen Jeff Teague not be the healthiest the last couple seasons. So there's the potential that Shabazz Napier at some point could be the starting point guard here. Jared Culver is more of a like two, three wing. Like he's not really a point guard. Um, he can handle the ball a little bit, but I don't think they want to like make him the point guard. So I, I think you're going to see Napier play. Probably, you know, what what's the minute split going to be? Probably something like, you know, 30 and 18 to start the year. But if Jeff T goes down with an injury, unfortunately, Shabazz Napier is probably the starting point guard on this team. 
And I know that's not exciting for fantasy, but that's something. Oh, that's really in a deeper bad. league. Like I don't care about Shabazz Napier at all. In a deeper league, you know what I mean? Like Shabazz Napier in a 16-20 team league, like there's a path to minutes and there's a path to maybe starters minutes. Now, how good is he going to be as a starter? Like that we can discuss that. Yeah, I would actually say there's path there's a path to minutes no matter what. Like like you're saying, Jeff Teague's the only point guard on this team. Shabazz Napier is going to play. If you look at last season's minutes split with Derrick Rose, Teague played about 30. Derrick Rose played about 27. Um, so with Teague being the now the often injured, more veteran point guard, Shabazz Napier, who is 28, uh, I, I'm thinking he's looking at playing 20 five minutes plus and if he goes down yeah if i'm in a deeper league this is a great guy who no one is going to target uh who will get minutes and some of those really really big leagues like minutes is the only thing that matters at the end of your draft uh you're not going to get a ton from shabazz napier and i certainly wasn't expecting to talk about shabazz napier right off the back uh, for the minnesota timberwolves but uh potentially relevant um uh, which i i am surprised by I mean, when we look at like per 36, like last season, his per 36 numbers, I mean, he doesn't shoot the ball well, right? Like he's not a good three point shooter, really. I mean, he's about league average. He's a a bad field goal shooter, but you know, the per 36 numbers are a little bit interesting. So, you know what I mean? Like he gets starting role. He's going to get you over a steal. He's going to get you like four and a half to five assists, a few rebounds, some decent points. Like not the worst 20 team league pick, not the worst 14 team last pick. You know what I mean? Like he's going to play and there's potential that if Jeff T gets hurt, he could be interesting. Yes, I absolutely agree. I want to um, talk about the most interesting thing to me going into this season. And that is how healthy and how effective is beautiful Bob Covington going to be on this team this season. I Tyler, I went and deep dived into the internet. I went to the dark web. I looked for any information I could find on Robert Covington's uh, injury from last season, this mysterious injury that kept him out basically most of the season without really them ever articulating what it was. And then suddenly at the end of the year, they're like, oh, yeah, he's going to have surgery on his knee. He'll be out four to six weeks. I haven't seen any information about what kind of surgery it was, what the actual injury was, nothing. And that raises up to me a, a, at least a medium-sized red flag. Going way back, I believe when it first happened, they said he bumped knees, right? And it was like a bone bruise. And then yes. like he kept missing time. And we saw this one time a few years ago with Cody Zeller, right? Where like, he had a, a bone bruise and we're like, oh, okay, well, maybe he'll miss a week or two. And then like a week or two turned into a month, turned into two months, turned into forever. Um, I think we kept killing it. We're like, how bad is this bruise? I want to see the evidence of this bruise being a two-month injury. Yeah, right? Because like it just doesn't seem like it should be that bad. And I, I mean, walk, I don't walk. Right. Well, but this one seemed worse right like i mean like i think the bone bruise was covered up something like you don't have a surgery for a bone bruise so that that makes me worry that it was kind of like uh a torn something and we missed it or maybe it was a stress injury like there's a lot of 
Rabbit was he getting his knee cleaned out or was he getting something else done? And I, no joke, cannot find any information on this. If you guys, if you're out there uh, listening to this and you have information about Robert Covington's injury, uh, like if you're like in the know, maybe you live in Minnesota, maybe you work for the Timberwolves, maybe you know somebody who works for the Timberwolves and you don't want to release their name so they don't get in trouble, or maybe you can act like you know somebody who works for the Timberwolves that you actually do. Seriously, tweeted us at Tyler P. Watts at Watch the Boxes. We want this information um, because we Robert Covington could be like a steal of the draft in most situations because I think people are afraid. They don't have any information. They forgot how good he is. And if he's normal, Robert Covington, and you're getting him in like the fourth or fifth round, you know, in a roto league, that's incredible. Uh, in a head-to-head league, you are dealing with his points per game, but it's still incredible. So, and here's the 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 crazy awesome thing we saw last year, right? He was poised to play his biggest role he was he has ever played. Um that probably meant that he was going to score the most points. He was going to get like two steals a game. He was going to get you over a block. He was going to get you, you know, five and a half, six rebounds. He was going to get you an assist and a half. He was going to get you two and a half, three pointers. Let me throw um, out the, uh, the stat line from the, uh, the game against Atlanta last year. Now, granted, he did play quite a few minutes, uh, but he had a 28-7-4 game with five three-pointers, a steal, and three blocks like he does everything he's going to give you over a block a game he's going to give you almost two steals a game he's going to give you over two threes a game uh you know the only thing he's really lacking a bit is in, in assists and that's it and you know his field his free throw percentage not high volume but it's not a good free throw percentage not a bad free throw percentage either so like it'd be a bad field goal percentage but again it's not high volume yeah um, i'm not worried about that um, yeah, so I mean, we th- we've talked about this for I don't know how many years now, five, right? That we love Robert Covington, we love his game. Um, I can't say that I'm not at least a little bit worried here, though, right? And this is kind of maybe the point you're trying to make, right? Is there's a, a kind of wide range of outcomes for Robert Covington in the sense that, like, you know, if he plays 30 games again, is he worth anything? Like, you know, nobody wants 30 games from a guy, so. Um, in in our both our friends' rankings, right? We go to hashtag basketball. He's ranked sixty sixth on totals. Um, we go to our friend Mark Roberts' rankings. He's ranked sixty third, so he's a top you know sixty player probably. Um, and that's in sixty five games on one and sixty six games on the other. Yeah, so those are low. I mean, those are low. Those are low um, game totals. You know, like per game, even at sixty six eh. games, you know, he's like a top. He's a top thirty player simply because of his elite steals the blocks and the threes like he is a he's kind of like the the uh like he's almost like a draymond green minus the fact that he doesn't get any assists you know he just does all the things he's basically played five years in the nba the game totals are 70 67 67 80 and then 35 last year um So the track record, right and then we've seen this in the past and this right i mean anyone can play an 80 he did play an 80 but it's been kind of 67, 70, um, which isn't the best, right? And that's what can keep him from being kind of like a top 30, top 40 player. I mean, if he was playing 80 games, he's like a top 30 player. Yeah, um, easily, like not even a question. And that's why I think right now I have him 
near the beginning of the plateau because of that 44 or 40 to 45 range. Because once you get in that 40, 45 range, um, you're starting to look at the, uh, the value kind of level off and all these players start to be fairly even. And Robert Covington does specific things that will bump him out of that plateau into one of the, you know, maybe the, the third tier of players because of his elite steals, along with over a block, two and a half uh, three-pointers a game. You just can't get those stats from hardly anybody else, and that means he's definitely more valuable than just some of the guys who hang around in the in those middle rounds, like your, oh, you know, your Malcolm Brogdon's, your um, Eric Bledsoe's. Like he's just he's he's more valuable than those guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, the injury thing great is- punt like strategy guy too. The injury thing is is scary, right? And so um, consider that one thing that I will be watching hard when we get to training camp, right, is is he practicing? Is he playing in preseason games? How much is he playing? Does he look right? Does he look like the old Robert Covington, right? Like we talk about this guy is not that old. Um, he's 29 in December. So, you know, he's young, relatively young guy. Should be right in the middle of his prime. Um, I'm pretty excited about Robert Covington, but if I'm drafting tomorrow, I think I'm bumping him down a little bit. Assuming we see him out there in preseason games when most of the drafts are happening, um, I'm kind of right with you drafting him there as long as I see him healthy on the court. That fourth round is where I have him now. If I see him healthy coming into the season uh, and I see, you know, oh man, Robert Covington really, this is like this the season for him. He's, uh, he's all lean and he's put on a ton of muscle and all this. You know, all the normal uh, bullshit Twitter stories that you see about all these guys here in about a month or so. Uh, if I see him playing on the court and I see Robert Covington looking like he's back to normal and fully healthy, then I would start looking at him in the end of the third round. But once he gets to the fourth, I'll start looking, I'll start considering it. And if he drops to the fifth, I think he's, he's got to be a must draft, period. I don't care how worried you are about injuries. He's just that good. Oh, I'm I'm with you unless like we get we're all the way to training camp and we've played two preseason games and he's still not playing. And <laughs> then I'm like, yeah, all right. Uh, if this I'm is a quiet, if this is a quiet winter situation, I'm out. Yeah. Um. And right. And so I mean, we don't know that yet. Um. But I'm with you on the rest of it. Definitely. Uh. Let's talk about the big guy on the team. Carl Anthony Towns, Special K, Cat Daddy. Um, right now, Tyler, do you have Carl Anthony Towns in your top three? No. I do not either. Um, here's the thing about Towns, right? He's good, and he's really good at everything, and... <laughs> He's gonna be a top five player. I think that's that should be that should be the case. He's underrated. Like as weird as that sounds in real life, like I I released this list of players. I was like talking about players under twenty five years old who were, like you know, if you could start a franchise, who would you, um, start your franchise with on Twitter? And and so I Luka Doncic was a person on the list. Um, 
Anasanta Dekumpo or Joel Embiid, whichever one is still under 25. One of them turns 25 before the start of the season. So um apologize for not knowing that. But Carl Anthony Towns was the fourth name on my list. Um, and it was like a Twitter poll, and people laughed that Carl Anthony Towns was the fourth person on the list. And I'm like, I think people don't realize how good Carl Anthony Towns really is. Well, I kind of understand a little bit of the negativity towards Carl Anthony Towns based on how he was just destroyed by Jimmy Butler in Jimmy Butler's brief time in Minnesota, how he was called out as being weak, as he was called out for not putting in the effort that someone who is a legitimate workaholic and psychopath, that is Jimmy Butler, who's always putting in work. Um, That should not shade what is be considered one of the most talented big men uh talented offensive big men um maybe to ever play the game that's not a joke this guy runs around screens like he's kyle corver and shoots threes and he's seven foot tall shot over 40 percent the last two seasons from three-point range he shot over 50 percent from the field he's average yeah, right. He's averaged over he's averaged basically 12.3 rebounds for the last 3 seasons. Each of the last 3 seasons same. He upped his assist to 3.4 last year. He gets you nearly a steal. He gets you one and a half blocks. He gets you 25 points. Um yeah, this guy is basically remember Kevin Love back on the in, back when he, he was in Minnesota? He's basically a way better peak Kevin Love. Yeah, I mean like this guy is underrated like it's crazy to say that but it's true like he is he's super underrated and how old is him like some people like oh he's he's getting old he's 24 he turns 24 in november like it seems like towns has been around forever yeah exactly he's gonna have an incredible career he's going to continue to get better what's wild is Giannis is also uh is the same age as him like and it feels like those guys have been in the league for no Giannis is a year older than him and it feels like those guys have been in the in the league for quite a while and it's really really exciting to have that two really really young guys be in this mix for potentially the best player in the league obviously Giannis won the MVP but a uh, best player in fantasy leagues I still have Carlton Towns out of my top three because of the um, dominance of James Harden the absolutely non-replaceable freak Anthony Davis uh stats that he puts up and the fact that Steph Curry could be uh MVP Steph Curry this year. Those are my top three. Curry Anthony Towns is my solid hundred percent four, especially in Roto Leagues. And if you're in a Roto League and you take Car Anthony Towns in the top three, I'm totally on board with that. That is totally fine. You're getting an almost a 30 point score with incredible percentages with your center. It's a great way to start out a Roto League. I'm with you, right? And I think that that kind of four or five spot is, you know, between Giannis and Towns. And I really the only two people I'd even consider um, at, at either place, right? So if you're picking fourth, you're picking fifth, and those top three go the way they should. I think there's only two people. If you're picking fifth, um, Mike and I were just in a mock draft the other day, and I was picking fifth, and I told him there was really no decision for me. I was like, I put the five guys in my queue and waited to see who the other four people picked. Then I was like, I guess this is my guy. You're going to get the guy who falls to you at five, which is, hey, you're going to get a good uh, player on the on the turn, on the way on the way back, I guess. So that five spot is actually kind of a really, really nice spot because 
I haven't really seen anybody in, in, in these mock drafts. We will be talking about them in the future. The top five in the head-to-head was the same top five in the road. It was a little bit uh, switched up, the order, but it's still the same top five. I think there's a drop-off after that top five. The top five are in my tier, uh, my first tier on my uh, rankings that are on patreon.com slash watching the boxes for all listeners. They are free for anybody, not just Patreon subscribers. So go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. I'll be putting up my rankings uh, as they evolve when we uh, get closer to the seasons. But tier one and tier two are out there, Tyler. Oh, Michael, I'm excited. That means the season is getting close. When Mike releases his ranking, the season is here. I am uh, usually slacking off very, very expertly, and um, when the tears come, it's, it means it's 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 basically almost fancy basketball season. So go check that out, Patreon.com/slash/watching-the-boxes. Tyler, we have to go and swing back and talk about Jeff Teague. Uh, Jeff Teague, kind of an old favorite of yours, uh, of a kind of an old favorite of ours, as a high assists but you can get him in the second half of your draft type of player. And I think with the weird, just kind of the weird couple seasons he's had in the last two seasons, he's now back into the starting point guard role. He's now back into being the only competent point guard on this team. Is this a Jeff Teague renaissance? Or should I should I put away my Jeff Teague uh, fan club t-shirt? Uh, give me all that money, man. Give me all that Jeff Teague money. Uh, I think we saw it, right? And and here's the really the reason why, right? In drafts I've been doing, he's falling to like 70, 80, 90. <laughs> and it's yeah, hard for in- me to say no at that point. It's like, I mean, okay, he traded some points for assists last year, but that's not a bad thing for a point guard you're picking in the 70s or 80s, right? So, I mean, we just look at the 42 games last year. Now that's maybe the issue, but... Before that, you know, he had a good run of 80, 79, 73, 79, 82, 70. Like, feel pretty good about all that. Uh, he averaged 12 points, 8.2 assists, right? We talk about one of the best assist rates in the league. He's going to get you like two and a half rebounds. He's going to get you a steal. He's going to get you 0.4 blocks. The threes are not as good as you'd like. But other than that, I mean, I'm a big fan of Jeff T. I think those elite assists are hard to come by. Plus, when he gives you, you know, 12, 13, 14 points and a couple rebounds and a steal. And 0.4 blocks is nothing to sneeze at, right? Like, we talk about some guards getting you 0.2. Um, you know, we talk about or marginal. Inc- yeah, we talk about marginal, you know, marginal gains. That's a, that's a very small marginal gain there that can be useful. So, yeah, I think I'm going to own a lot of Jeff Teague just because I think people are forgetting about him. And like we mentioned, I mean, Shabazz Napier is really the only other point guard on this team. Like to say Jeff Teague doesn't play 30 to 32 minutes a game. I think if he's healthy is just not realistic. I mean, he, his minutes went down last season and you can see a direct correlation between his minutes going down, his competence in play. He was also a bit injured. So Jeff Teague being completely the starting point guard, probably, you know, plus 30 minutes. I don't know, especially in a head-to-head league, how he should leave your top 100, actually. Overall, per game, or or even in totals, perhaps, due to his injuries, I don't know if he ends up 
being a top 100 player, but I think he should be drafted right. Or if he's fallen down to a hundred, he should be drafted in a head to head league. Cause where are you going to get seven, seven and a half assists from any other player and assists are so, so rare. You need an assist guy in your team. If you are mediocre in assists and you need a bump, or if you're good at assists and want to dominate, this is a great guy to pick up in head-to-head leagues. In uh, Roto leagues, since he does do less in other um, uh, in other stats, like no, uh, you know, his threes are uh, actually a negative in today's NBA. Um, he falls a little bit further uh, for me in uh, Roto leagues, but still should be owned in all standard leagues. Um. So, you know, looking at hashtags rankings, they have them 112th, looking at totals. Um, only 68 games is a big reason why. And that's fine. 30 minutes. Say. 30 minutes seems low. Well, 30 minutes seems a little low. The games seem a little bit low, too, in the sense that I mentioned it, right? I mean, he played 70 the year before. That was his low watermark since 2012. So, you know, assuming he's healthy, you know, that seems like a little bit low of an estimate. Um, our friend Mark Roberts has him 89th again, only playing 30 minutes a game. I also think we've seen on this Minnesota team that Jeff Teague just gets a little bit more assists, right? Like, I mean, he's been 7.87 and 8.2. So I think, you know, even our friend Mark Roberts undersold the assist a little bit. I honestly think he's a top 80 player. Like I'll say it. I mean, you talk about that kind of being a plateau and there's a lot of fungibility there. There's not a lot of great point guards, though, especially there's no point guard there other than, you know, way down there, maybe Rajon Rondo, who's not going to do pretty much anything else for you that can get you seven and a half assists. There's just not. I, I don't often uh, recommend people paying a premium for really any player, but uh, this might be one of those cases where uh, it is worth drafting Jeff Teague in that 80, 90 range, even if he doesn't live up to it. His uh playing time his usage his stats his assists are are going to be worth it in in most leagues yeah so i'm i'm still on board um i knew you weren't going to jump off the jeff teague train tyler i knew you weren't going to well and i mean like i mentioned it right i mean i picked him the other day like pick 87 in a league like i feel like at 87 what better value is there going to be in a point guard that's going to get you point guard stats? Like there's just no, there's no point guard that's going to get you that many assists. He's going to get you the steal. He's still going to shoot some threes. He's still going to, you know, be fairly effective. He's going to get you a few rebounds. Um, I still think he can average like 13, 13 and a half points. So yeah, I mean, there's just a lot to like there. I agree. Um, well, Tyler, we technically have to talk about Andrew Wiggins. Uh, as always, Andrew Wiggins sucks, and I don't talk about Andrew Wiggins. So, Tyler, you're going to have to take care of this. Yeah, so Andrew Wiggins, right, has been a disappointment. He's still only 24 years old. He was the number one overall pick in 2014. Uh, for fantasy, he got he averages exactly a steal every season, which is strange. The points have been going down. Somewhat because the minutes have been going down. Um, he shoots a bad field goal percentage. He shoots a bad free throw percentage. He gets you like four and a half rebounds and like two and a half assists and a steal and like 0.6 blocks. And Andrew Wiggins sucks. And no one should be. I, I honestly think you shouldn't draft him in a standard league, even if he's getting 
18 points. If you're desperate for points, I don't know, maybe you can find them hanging around the, somewhere in, in New York instead. But Wiggins is a last resort points guy and nothing in a head to head league and nothing else. Period. He's trash. Well, and here's the part of the points thing you don't like is yeah, there's points, but there's sh- crap percentages on either side of it. So it's volume at terrible percentages to get you the points. So, you know, he's kind of dragging you down as much as he's boosting you up because he's, I mean, he's not really helping you anywhere. Like the, the one steal a game is fine. He's not really helping you in rebounds. He's not really helping you in assists. And then he's getting you like a good points number, but it's getting dragged down by the percentages. Like, yeah, I can safely say I can't really get on board with drafting Wiggins now. In a deeper league, someone has to take him, right? Like, sure. there's, there's not going to be out anybody of, uh, Pure statistics, yes, of course. So, like, I mean, if he's sitting there at like 130, 140, 150, 160, at some point, like, you're going, well, this guy's playing 20 minutes or Andrew Wiggins is going to play 35. Um, but you really have to be punting the percentages. I feel like for him to even be helping your team. Yes. By yes, you have to be putting almost everything other than points for him to truly help. Uh, but yeah, that's really the only case big, t- uh, big, big leagues or specific punt strategies are the only things where I would ever recommend uh, having Andrew Wiggins who sucks on and- your team. Well, and here's the other thing too. So if he's out there and I'm talking about streaming, I don't really love streaming him. Cause like, okay, I can grab the points, but he's going to tank both my percentages. Yeah. What, in- what is he, what is he, he's hurting you in, in other categories. So like completely worthless, uh, unless you, you know, points is the, uh, the, the battle you need to fight. Right. right so yeah. Um, and, and here's the, the thing that's good for me is usually someone takes Wiggins in a standard league. Cause they're like, Oh, big points. Yeah. Well you enjoy him. Right. And that, and on that note, I am writing Andrew Wiggins down as a get that money off the board candidate for this, uh, every season, because I will never own Andrew Wiggins in any league. Um, and so you can, when I, um, put him up for a dollar in the auction draft. Uh, I, though I will give Wiggins, props on one specific topic i would rather start a franchise with him than jabari parker so congratulations to you andrew wiggins for the rest of this minnesota Wait, is team, that is that yeah, a, like some a, sort of award. award like i oh, no. okay good yes, good to know an award. i have a i have an award ceremony of, uh strictly around people who are better than jabari parker and it's very wow, long that's a it's long a very night. long it's a very long ceremony, Tyler. And Andrew Wiggins wins one of the awards. Everybody else in this team, Tyler, um, I'm not feeling a lot of standard league value out of too many of these guys. Uh, I do have some interest in Jarrett Culver, though. Um, just in general, just, you know, I'm always interested in rookies. He is someone who could get uh, decent steals. And other than that, though, he's, he's not going to be like a, you know, an absolutely crazy five tool player or anything like that. But if he starts uh, progressing quicker than normal, a lot of rookies have progressed very quickly over the last few years. 
he could be someone to keep an eye on as potentially a streaming or a, a end of your roster player at some point in this season. And here's the the thing I like, right? Is he's uh probably gonna be if if you play guard forward, he's probably gonna get both eligibilities. If you just play, you know, shooting guard, small forward, like the standard positions, he's probably gonna be shooting guard, small forward. Um, he's pretty young, right? He there's there's a path to minutes here, which is the thing you like, right? They don't really have anybody standing super in his way in that kind of, you know, whatever you consider Wiggins. The other spot's kind of open. Um, Culver can handle the ball a little bit. He averaged 3.7 assists last year for Texas Tech. You like that, right? Um, he's was a decent rebounder, 6.4 rebounds a game. So you like that. I feel like Culver, you know, could get, you know, 28, 29, 30 minutes, even from opening night. You like that. You mentioned the steals are probably going to be pretty good. Um, the percentages are probably going to be bad as with most rookies. So I'm not like super interested in snagging him in a standard league, but in a deeper league, like this is a guy I take a shot on, you know, kind of just as you get out of that standard league range in the sense that there's potential for him to pop. Right. And yeah. when we start looking at some other guys around, like what's the potential that, you know, some of these other guys pop probably not very good. So um, there's some things to like, though, right? He does a little bit of ball handling. He's a decent rebounder. He can get some points. He can get some steals. Um, a few things to like there. There's a pathway for, uh, you know, a relevant uh, standard league player. Might not be this year, might be next year, but it's worth keeping an eye on. It's worth, um, if you are at a you know a deeper league and you want to take a little bit of a risk in some something like that, that's a good candidate for you uh, in your bigger leagues. Tyler, is there anyone else on Minnesota you care to talk about? Because I certainly don't. Um, no, not really. Um, as far as fantasy, like I just don't see a ton here. Uh, it's going to be kind of a shallow rotation, right? Like we just don't see a lot of good bench players which you know is going to be an issue for minnesota when they talk about making the playoffs in that deep western conference which is one of the reasons why you know getting to my question i don't like minnesota to make the playoffs they just don't definitely not they don't they don't got the pieces and we talk about so many of these teams being so good so minnesota on the outside looking in for me i should move them over to the east they probably make the playoffs then but until then uh no no playoffs for for cat daddy which is a bit of a shame because he is Incredible. He just needs to step up his... Well, actually, his defense isn't terrible. I think a lot of people give him crap for bad defense, but uh, it's not great. But Daddy, True. I was laughing, I was laughing at Andrew that. Wiggins' uh, basketball reference nickname. You ready for this? Trash. Tra dumpster man. Dumpster fire. Oh, dude. Boy. No, you're going you're gonna to love this. His nickname is Maple Jordan. Maple Jordan. Is that because he is from Canada? Yeah, and I'm assuming he's like the Canadian Michael Jordan. That sounds exactly like uh, a Canadian gave him that nickname. Like, you know, like the Canadians be like, oh, we call him Maple Jordan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. No, that's uh, that's Jamaican. I, I can't do a Canadian accent anymore. Hey, love the people hey. up in Canada. I love Toronto. Great city. Love the people up in Canada. Uh, had a, had a the luck to end up in Toronto last season did catch a game there. So that's always pretty cool. Uh, I would recommend Toronto to anybody 
looking to travel. It's a cool, cool city. Be correct on all that. Hey, Tyler. That's it for Minnesota. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. Find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, rate, review us, leave us, leave us feedback on Twitter. We will be doing a ton of preseason leading up to uh, your draft content. Some of it will be on the podcast, and some of it will be exclusive to Patreon subscribers. So go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. But there's also some free content on there as well. So even if you're not subscribing, go check it out anyway. And if you feel like supporting the show, uh, sign up for Patreon. We'd really appreciate it. There's going to be listener leagues. So if you want to play us, that would also be cool. Uh, we will, uh, as always, beat you and rub it in your face and talk a lot of trash. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to the next team. See y'all later.